This morning, I want us to just discuss uh, briefly, um, when you think about, uh, or do you ever think about, what other people think about you? Does that ever cross your mind? Um, do you do things or say things that maybe you regret or maybe that uh, you wish you could go back and change because you did them just simply for the approval of somebody else? You ever done that? Yeah, I mean, you can think back, you ever done anything in school, back when you were in school, in high school? I think that's a good gauge of it. Did you ever do things in high school because you wanted the approval of those that are around you? Um, when you think about that and when you think about, uh, you know, seeking that approval, and I think we all do to a, a certain extent. We want, you know, I'll, I'll say all the time, well, it doesn't matter to me if somebody likes me or not. Well, that's not necessarily true, is it? We, we all want to be liked. We all want to... Uh, get along, go along, kind of get along the best that we can. Uh, but the problem with that is uh, that at times we'll come into conflict with how we should live as a Christian. And what do we do in those moments? Uh, you know, as I said, it may cause us, because we want to seek approval, it may cause us to say things sometimes that we wouldn't normally say, it may cause us to do things that we would normally do, and that's out of character of, uh, of ourselves, especially out of character of a Christian, because of situations we may find ourselves in to where we are seeking the approval. And we seek approval a lot of different ways. Um, but when it starts affecting us, you know, you used to hear a, a, a slogan, I guess it was some years ago, uh, what would Jesus do? You know, you, I, I can remember a, a sermon one time I heard and the preacher was just saying, if you ever want to know what to do in a certain situation, always think about, you know, uh, what would Jesus do? I think there was either bracelets and things that, that people wore at different times. But think about this. That, that is a good sentiment. That is something good to say. But what if you didn't know? What if you don't know Jesus? What if you don't know his character? What if you hadn't studied about him? You don't know how he would react or the things that he did in certain situations. What are you supposed to do? Just say, well, you know, Jesus loved everybody. So, you know, uh, Jesus even ate with sinners. So, you know, the things that we do, it's basically Jesus went along to get along. But the more you find in Scripture, the more that we study, we figure out that wasn't necessarily the case, was it? There, there's things in which Jesus himself, he always stuck to what he was supposed to, even in the face of pressure from those that are around him. Um, and, and we're faced with the same thing. So when we think about what we are to do, when we think about what we are to say, when we think about trying to seek that approval, I think it is hard to navigate uh, our lives along the way. In Mark uh, uh, chapter 8, verse 38, Notice what it says. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And I think this is kind of what it boils down to. Are we ashamed of Jesus and his words? Do we want the approval of, of people to the fact where we think, okay, if I say this certain thing or if I come down in this certain position... Uh, on a subject, uh, is that going to make me an outcast to those that are around? Are they going to make fun? Are they going to get mad? Is it going to make it uncomfortable? So sometimes we may seem ashamed to say the things that we need to say, to, to stand up for the truth. 
And notice how, what he says here. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed. See, I think it comes down to maybe we seek the wrong approval. We're seeking the approval of men. Remember, uh, Jesus dealt with this in Matthew chapter 6, didn't he? You know, if, if you're seeking the praises of men, that's going to be your reward, isn't it? We may get exactly what we achieve. You know, we may achieve exactly what we want. If I want the praises of men for how I say prayers and how, how big my words are and how lengthy my prayers are, that may be exactly what I get. If I want people to know, boy, I'm just in terrible shape. Boy, I've been fasting. I've been, I've been doing this. Look how pitiful my life is trying to serve God. If I'm wanting the praises of men for that, then I'm going to get my reward. But guess what? That's going to be the only reward I get, isn't it? Because that's the only one that I'm seeking. And that's what he says here. If I'm ashamed of his words, um, he's going to be ashamed of us. And I, and I, th I think about this verse sometimes because I think, has there, has there been instances in my life where I have been ashamed? Has there been instances in your life where you have? To the extent of we're afraid of how it's going to change the situation and how that situation is going to become if we stand up uh, for the truth. Notice how Paul says it in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 3. He says, but with me it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. So he's saying it's, it's, it's a very small thing to think about that I'm going to be judged by you when I can't even judge myself because I can look at myself and say, well, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, we can justify everything that we do in our lives, can't we? So when, when you put it in that perspective, when you put it in that mind frame, we're, we're looking at the wrong thing. We're, we're coming at it at, at, at the wrong kind of angle. So I think first what we need to do is look and see how Jesus handled himself in situations. M many times situations that we even find ourselves in today, how did he handle those? What did he say? What did he do? And then maybe we could ask ourselves and look and see what we do. First of all, what did Jesus do and, and how did he handle himself when he was pressured uh, with certain questions? Uh, have you ever been asked a, a question, uh, maybe a, a, a biblical question, a scriptural question, and you've been hesitant to answer that because you know how that, that answer is going to be perceived? Uh, you know how that answer is going to change uh, maybe your relationship with this person uh, or, or make it uncomfortable from here on out because of what the answer is. Look, let's notice how Jesus uh, did here. Look at first in Matthew chapter 19. We might as well just start with a toughen that he, he dealt with. He says, Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him, and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? Um, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are uh, no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man separate. 
They said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her, uh, who is divorced, commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If such is the case of the man with his wife, is it, not better, is it better not to marry? But he said to them, All cannot accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who are made, uh, made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. Now, I want you to think about something from the very beginning with the Pharisees coming and asking him, is there any uh, safe answer that Jesus could give in this situation? It, it, and here's what I mean. Well, uh, yeah, he's going to give the right answer. I mean, that's a given, of course. I, I mean, in the situation of what they're looking for, can he answer this any way at all that's going to appease them? Yeah, and I think that's why they bring Moses into it. You know, are you going to go against Moses? Are you going to go against this? So they're, they're asking him this question that almost seems impossible to answer without uh, hurting somebody's feelings or without uh, them judging you and, and maybe calling you a radical or whatever. And the reason I want to start with this, because I think this is probably one of the most difficult subjects sometimes that, that Christians deal with. Uh, I know since... Uh, well, even since I've become a Christian, I guess, it's been one of the toughest ones for me uh, in, in a lot of different situations. Um, how, how do you handle this? What do you do? Well, I, I think we do what we see Jesus did here and realize that he, he kept his integrity. He, he, he stood for the truth, and he answered what truth was no matter how they were going to perceive it or accept it, didn't he? But he did it in the right way. He, he, he did it in a way to where um, he, he gave the answer of what Scripture was. And I, I, one, one thing to me that makes him such a great teacher, uh, Jesus didn't just say, well, I'm the Son of God, so here's my opinion on this. He always went to Scripture, didn't he? He went to Scripture and said, here's what the answer is. He's taking, I think he's taking out of the fact, okay, they're trying to trap him, they're trying to, to uh, discredit his character, which all these things are true, that you know, they're making it personal and trying to get into some battle with him. He just took all that out of it and he says, have you not read? In other words, he's saying, you should already know this, and you have read it, and you do know. He, he knows what they're up to, but he just gives them Scripture. And then he says, okay, here's, there's some going to be able to accept this for various different reasons, and there's some not going to be able to accept this for various different reasons. But it doesn't change the truth. Even if we don't want to accept it, even if we uh, think it's an uncomfortable situation. I mean, think of some of the situations we get put into that, because here's what happens, and, I, and I'll just kind of use myself as an example. When, when people understand that you're a Christian, 
When people understand that you're, you're living a certain way, you're trying to live a certain way, doesn't mean you're living perfect, doesn't mean that you're, and, and they're always looking for something anyway uh, uh, to say, look at you, you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to. You're not doing, you know, we kind of discussed this in VBS about uh, Moses being perfect in his generation and walking with God. Doesn't mean that he was a perfect indiv- uh, individual. It means that he was perfect in that God made him perfect by he was living by the way God wanted him to live. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. Thus Noah did. God knew he could trust him doing that because Noah was doing it to begin with. Doesn't mean he was a perfect person. I mean, look at the first thing he did when he got off the boat. So, yeah, we know he wasn't perfect in, in the sense of sinless, but he was perfect in the fact he was striving to walk with God. And he was walking with God. So that's, that's all we're trying to do as Christians. That, that, we're, we're trying to live up to that. We're trying to walk in that light as he is in the light. We're trying to let that blood cover us even in, in the things in which we're you know, striving to do. So in doing that, the world's watching that. So they're trying to do to us the same way that they were trying to do to Jesus. They're trying to catch us in little things, trying to see how we're going to react, trying to see what, what we're going to say. And it puts us in situations sometimes that is very uncomfortable. That, that is very uh, hard to stand on the truth. I, I just say it for myself. It, it, sometimes it's hard for me to say, okay, here's what the Bible says, because I know it's going to change the relationship. It's going to change uh, uh, the environment around me. It, 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 it can change a lot of things once that answer is given from Scripture it's going to change a lot of things. But what happens, again, when people find out that you're a Christian, they find out you're living that way, they want to throw these questions at you. Well, what do you think about this? Well, you see this going on, or this going on, or this is part of your life, or this is in your family, or this is in wherever it is. What about this? How do you deal with that? If if you're wanting the approval, uh, it could be close friends, it could be somebody that you really admire, it could be close family members. When, when they do this, you, you want their approval, don't you? you? You want them to still still treat you good. You want them to still love you. You want them to be proud of you. You want them, whatever you know, your relationship is with this person. And you don't want to change that. So how do you, you stick with the truth and realize that that may very well change? Not an easy thing to do, is it? You know, when we say, well, I want to do what Jesus did, that's exactly what he did. He kept his integrity, he kept the truth, he stayed consistent, he answered with Scripture, he, he took, in essence, you know, it's hard to do when you're son of God, I guess, took his self, the personal part out of it, and just went to Scripture. He answered it with Scripture. But when you do that, how do people take that? Do they still get mad? Do they still get upset? Do they still treat you different? Does it change the relationship? As Dave Ramsey said, does it change Thanksgiving dinner? Does it change how that conversation is? I think many times it does. And, it, and again, it's not an uh, uh, easy thing uh, to do. Look in John 18 and verse 37. Uh, notice the situation uh, Jesus was in. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone is of the truth, hears my voice. Now, there's, there's a lot of different things he could have said here, isn't it? Uh, Pilate being the 
uh, get along, go along kind of person in under Caesar here trying to save his skin, but trying to appease the whole situation and trying to appease everybody, um, is trying to give Jesus every out that he possibly can. All Jesus would need to do is just let him have that out. Jesus didn't do it. He, he, he wasn't going to give him that out because that out would change the truth. And he still stayed with the truth. And as Pilate said, went on and said, what is truth? Individuals don't want to hear the truth. You, I mean, we can go to John 8 and 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yeah, it does. But truth does a whole lot, doesn't it? Does it make you mad? Does it make you sad? Does it make you ashamed? Does it uh, change how you do things? The, the truth goes through a lot of processes. Uh, with an individual when it's trying to penetrate a person's heart. And if someone's not ready to accept that truth, when you give them an answer of truth, what's the only recourse that they have? You can't argue with the truth. So what do you argue with? The person, don't you? You argue with the messenger. You know the phrase, don't shoot the messenger? You know, uh, the, the person will get mad at the messenger. And that's why I, I believe we, if we could take out the personal part of it, and it's hard just uh, with the first example we use, especially when it comes to marriage, divorce, and remarriage, there's hardly no way to take the personal and emotional out of that, is there? You, you can't do it. You're dealing with lives. You're, you're dealing with people. You're, you're dealing with families. And when the truth is presented, that may change that family. That may change the whole makeup of it. So there is emotion. There is uh, 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 some uh, personal things there. So how, how do you do that? When, uh, again, we're seeing Jesus here. He's staying with the truth. He's staying with his integrity. He, he's, he's put in these various situations to where, uh, one, there's no answer that's going to suffice, that's going to appease anybody, but he still told the truth. Now you have an example where he can appease Pilate, and that can help Pilate's situation, trying to give him an out, and Jesus won't do it. He, he won't change what the truth is. Um, and we can find ourselves in these same situations. Um, it, it's easy to stand up here and say as a, as a preacher and as a teacher and say, okay, here's what you're supposed to do. It's a lot harder to do it when you're sitting across the kitchen table and you're talking to a family and you're having to discuss these things. Or you're at work and questions get asked to you and, and everybody's looking at you. What are you going to say? Are, are you going to be this self-righteous person that's different than everybody else? You know, it's different when you're put in those situations, isn't it? Uh, that's where it really matters. You know, the Bible says, woe unto you when what? All men speak what? Well of you. There's no way to please everybody. At the very best we can do, you can't do it. And, and you wouldn't want to do it. You know how hard that would actually be? Um, if, if everybody spoke well of you, then that means you're telling and showing everybody what they want to hear and see. Now, there may be individuals that respect you. They may not always speak well of you, but at least they re respect your opinion because your opinion and, and the things that you say are consistent. I think that's the best we can strive for, isn't it? Is, is being consistent in, in what we do and what we say. But that's part of, of keeping our integrity. That's part of, 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 of doing uh, what truth is. 
and, and, and it's not an easy process. Um, I found myself in several situations, and some I got myself into. Uh, there was a time, especially early on, to where I liked a good battle, I liked a good debate, I liked a good argument. Um, then as the years went on, I realized those arguments were about my ego, not about truth. It was about proving what's right, that I thought it was. You know, here's what I think, and here's, I'm going to keep pressing this point. And, and then I, I, I got, you know, then you get in situations where you're like, okay, I, I want to stay with truth, but I want to, uh, I want this person to respect me, or I want this person to still approve of what I'm doing. I want this person to be proud of me. I want this person, and then that affects how you handle things. Um, that affects the things that you say. That affects the things that you do. Um, and it gets to where sometimes you think, well, why say something and rock the boat? It'd be better just not to say anything. It'd be better just to kind of go along. Um, but we can't do that, can we? I mean, you, you just can't do it. And, and the world is going to keep putting us in situations to where we're going to have to make a decision. We're going to have to choose. You know, it's just like when Joshua stood there and said, Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. We're put in those situations every single day where we have to choose. With, with an answer that we give or a thing that we do or, or, or something, it's, there, there has to be a choice. When you make a decision as a parent, you're choosing who you serve. When you make a decision as a spouse, you're choosing who you serve. When you make a decision what you do, what, whatever it is you're doing, you're making that decision. Am I going to stand up for truth or am I not? Am I seeking the approval of those that are around me or am I not? It, it, it really just boils down to that, doesn't it? Um, you know, I, I find myself, I guess, mostly trying to get out of the situation. I guess would be a better way to put it. You know, how, what can I say that can get me out of this situation to where I don't really have to give an answer? I don't want to give the wrong answer. You know, I, I know that's not the right thing to do. But at this moment, I may not really want to give the right answer. Because of the situation that, that I'm in. How, what can I say to get me out of this? You know, what, what can I say to uh, do this? And, and we, we see these things that Jesus are, is confronted with and, and the stance that he had to take. I mean, all the spotlight is on him. You know, he, he's having to prove his sonship, isn't he? he? He's having to prove who he is. We do the same thing. We have to prove who we are. Are we truly a, a, a child of God? So we're having to do that also. And we have individuals that's trying to discredit, we see that discredit him. We have individuals trying to discredit us as a child of God. You got individuals that trying to put them in situations that seems impossible to come out unscathed. The world is doing the same thing to us. So there's only one true example for us to go to is how do we handle these situations, but we have to know how he handled them. And again, we see this, and especially these first two here, of, of Jesus handling them uh, perfectly. Um, you get asked a question, he's, and, and what did he go to on the first one when it was about divorce? He, he went to him with a couple things. One, you already know it. 
you, you, you should already read, you did already read. He, he, he knew they knew, they just wanted to try to trap him. They tried to throw Moses in there, so he, he tells them it's really their in, interpretation of what the law was, not exactly what the law, and, and, and got into that. But then he told them just bluntly, this is what it said from the very beginning. From the very beginning, this is the way that it was. It's not changed, but you're trying to make it change. You're trying to make concessions. You're trying to uh, do these things. And that's what we have to realize. The, when we look at what the Word says, and we say, okay, here's what it says, and then you have individuals say, yeah, but you don't understand this situation. Yeah, the situation may be pretty hard. People can get themselves in a mess. But you have to take what the true standard is and answer based on that standard and then try to help those individuals to unwind their lives based on the standard. Don't change the standard based on where their life is. Because you're not going to do anybody any good that way. You're, you're not helping that individual. You know, uh, again, and we, we, we say this a lot, you know, it's not about, you know, we can look at someone and say, okay, you're in this situation, you have no hope. But if we give them false hope where they, there's no reason for them to change or repent, look how much damage we do. You know, well, this, uh, Ron said it was all right. So it must be, must be all right. You know, I, I, I trust them. He, you know, and, and we try to find little loopholes. We try to find little stipulations. And yeah, this is what the Bible says, but in your situation here, well, no, it doesn't matter what our situation is, does it? We, what matters is how we navigate through it. And I think, speaking for myself too, I do this. If we don't handle that the right way, then... Again, are we just trying to find their approval so we're trying to find that way? Are we, are we love their soul and want them to go to heaven so we're going to navigate on that straight and narrow way? There's no detours off of it. There's no, okay, let's, let's go on to the broad road. Uh, it'll probably eventually lead there. It'll be okay. Again, what do you do? Something to think about, isn't it? We're all faced with this. I, I, I'd say if we go around the room, you know, probably every single one of us has been faced with this first one that Jesus has. I think we've been faced with the other one that he had with Pilate where you know, individuals try to give us a, 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 a way out if we would just you know, navigate that way, but we have to stay firm on it. It's not easy to do, but we have to do it. So what we have to ask ourselves, how do we do that? How do you stand on the truth? How do you answer with Scripture, but yet still love that individual and help that individual through it? Well, we, we see what Jesus does too is how he gets through this. Uh, look in Colossians 4 and 6 for, for just a moment. Well, let's go back to, I didn't do Luke 9, did I? Let's go back to Luke 9 for a minute. I jumped ahead of myself. It says, Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face, and as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his, when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Here's where we start seeing how Jesus navigated through this. 
I think we want to be sometimes like uh, James and John here. Okay, someone don't agree with this. Someone don't accept it. Let's just bring down fire of heaven from them and destroy them. Let's take this Bible and beat them to death with it. I think that's sometimes our approach we want to take. But Jesus said, you don't know what spirit that you're of. That, that, that's not what I come for. I come, the world's condemned already. We, we don't have to do that, do we? we? We don't have to condemn the world. Jesus said, I, I come to save the world. The world was condemned already. The world was in darkness. I came to bring the light. I didn't have to do that. That, was, that already happened. So I, I'm coming to bring that light to show them. So when we're handling these difficult situations and we take the approval of man out of it and not try to gain that approval, what we're doing is trying to let them see the light. How is the best way to do that? It, it's not just to uh, skirt around it, but we have to make sure we have the right attitude when we're giving that. Because, again, you're dealing with lives. When you're dealing with someone in sin, they didn't get in that place today, did they? That, that happened some time ago that got them to the place that they're at. You know, we may try to say, well, if you hadn't done this, this wouldn't happen. You hadn't, well, all that may be true, but does it change anything? doesn't change anything. What, what, where we're at is this is where you're at now. This is what we're dealing with now. How's the best way I can help this person navigate the truth? Not changing the truth, but just navigating through the truth. You know, I can go bust open the door. I can sit down at the table. I can throw the Bible on the table and say, you're going to hell, let me show you how, and this is what you're going you're gonna to have to do. Y'all have a good night and leave, uh, leave it where it is. What, what have I really accomplished there? You know, and it, <laughs> Mike's laughing, but it does happen that way, doesn't it? You know, I, I've, I've, I've sat across the table with someone saying that to me, and I've been on the other side of the table listening to someone say that to someone else when I thought we was there for a Bible study. And I'm thinking, what good does this do? Okay, you're presenting this truth to this person. You're answering this person's question or answering, uh, okay, here's their life and how does it line up with Scripture. And you're dealing with that and you're telling them that. You've got to realize these are lives that you're dealing with. This is souls that you're dealing with. How do you help them do it? Okay, here's what the truth is. How can I help you to obey that truth? How can I help you? See, that, that, that's the messy part. That, that's the part we don't want to get involved in. We think our part is just tell them and leave. Well, what about helping them do it? You know, why do you think we, we're collectively as a body, you know, so that when I'm trying to navigate the truth, I've got a whole house full of people to help me do it, don't I? I've got a lot of people here to help encourage me, to rebuke me when I need to be rebuked, to help me up when I need to be helped up, uh, uh, to help me navigate the truth, you know, to stay on that road. You know, think about driving a car. You know, you can drive a car now and you can about let go of the steering wheel and it just bounce you all over because it won't let you go over here on this lane, won't let you go over here. You know, it just, we got all these to assist us to keep between two lines well, God knew we need the same thing to help us in our Christian life. Okay, here, you're, you're bouncing too close to the line. I need to get you back over here. You're bouncing too close over here. Here's, you know, here's the, the standard doesn't change. The ditch is still going to be there whether I want it to or not. And if I run in it, then there's going to be consequences. The ditch doesn't change. I've got to change to stay out of it. I've got to stay focused. I've got to have help. I've got to do everything that I possibly can to make sure I don't end up in that ditch. And I stay on the road that I'm supposed to be on. Well, we need to help individuals to do that. 
And that's what Jesus did. He told them, no, you, you've got the wrong idea here. It's not to bring fire down upon them. It's to help them. That, that's, it's, it's the wrong thing here. I, I didn't come just to do that. We have a purpose. And again, it's that integrity. It's that truth. It's that living what the Scriptures say to do. But to do it with the right frame of mind. Colossians chapter 4 Verse 6 says, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Our speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. What is he saying it ought to be? Pleasant? Yeah, what does it do? It protects, it preserves, it, it, it helps, it flavors. If it doesn't do what it's supposed to, it's no good, Right? That's how we, how we, now, let's, let's just go back to the first one. Okay, you're talking to a family, and uh, the question is what they asked Jesus about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. So you're presenting the truth to them. You're there with a, with a family, with, with children, and, and, and there's a long uh, history there. Okay, now they have the truth. What are they supposed to do? How are you supposed to present that to them? Happy that they're in that situation? Uh, be mean-spirited toward I mean, how, how do you do that? Can't change the truth, but I can change my attitude and how I present that truth, can I? I can make sure I do it in the right way. Because think about it. You know, I, I always try to put myself in the other person's situation. You know, someone come to me, and I had to realize that, come to the realization that uh, I wasn't living the truth when it come to my family. You know, uh, and that that was going to change the dynamics of my family now. Would that be a hard pill to swallow? It would be for me. I, I don't know how well I would take that. I think there may be some anger involved there. You know, at myself, at the person who's showing me this, at the world itself, maybe even at God. You know, I, I, I'd say there's going to be a lot of emotion there. But does it change the truth? doesn't change the truth. So we have to deal with what's before us in the very best way that we can. Um, so every situation we find ourselves in, we've got to make sure that we're dealing that situation to where, hey, that could be me, and that may be me in whatever uh, area of truth that we're dealing with. How would I want to be treated? Would I want someone to show me the light, or would I want somebody to shine that light in my eyes so I can't see? There's a big difference in that. And we have to make sure that we're doing it uh, in the right way. But we have to make sure that we don't change, again, based on the circumstances. James chapter 1 and verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So I can't change based on who I'm talking to. Um, you know, it may be someone we respect. It may be someone that we're close to. It may be family. It may Whatever it is, can I change what God's Word says based on who I'm talking to? I can't change that. I may really want this person's approval, and I may want to, them to keep that approval of, of me. And, and that may, may affect me in that area, but I can't change the truth. I still have to present it as it is. And, and that's, I think that's the best way to do it, is it, pre present it as it is. I can remember um, uh, having to preach a, a funeral. Somebody there was at the funeral home, and... Uh, when they asked me, they had, because uh, they said they didn't have anybody else, I think their preacher or something couldn't do it, 
And uh, when we were going through things of how it's going to be, I could tell it was going to be totally different. Because the one who, who wanted me to believe things a certain way, the whole rest of the family didn't at all. And this person that was in charge, they said, here's, here's, how I, here's things I won't say because this is going to be the only opportunity to say it. And I'm thinking, this, this isn't going to go, go well at all. How am I going to be able to do this, one, without doing it as, as tactful I can in, uh, for a funeral, cause, and then two, without getting beat up or shot or something? Because they, they, these other were, were, were pretty adamant of, of where they stood on things. So I made the decision that I'm just going to get up and I'm going to read Scripture. I'm going to say these things, because they wanted me to, to uh, present the plan of salvation, to make sure that that, was, uh, that that was part of it. And I thought, there's going to be things that, you know, these individuals don't want to hear. So I decided to take myself out of it and just read, script, read it from Scripture, straight from Scripture. And that's what I did. Uh, and when I got done, several came up to me at the cemetery and, and wasn't happy at all. And I said, so... The, and how I answered it was, I said, so the problem that you have is not with me, it's with Scripture. Because all I did was read it from Scripture. So if you're upset, you can't be upset with me because I didn't write it. it. It's just straight from Scripture. And really, what could they say? I didn't do it mean. I didn't do it. All I did was, you know, the Bible says this is how we're to obey the gospel. And I just read it straight from, from Scripture. King James. I made sure it was King James, just so they couldn't argue with it. You know, it has to be King James with some people. So I read straight from King James. They couldn't argue. It was straight from Scripture. What I was trying to do is take myself out of it now. Was that, well, uh, Ronnie, you were just, you know, you wanted their approval. We wouldn't. Um, I don't know if it was that as much as I wanted to stay with the truth and I wanted to make sure I could take the personal part out of it. I wanted to make sure... If there's any arguments, argument with truth. And that's the best way to answer questions, isn't it? That's how, that's how Jesus fought Satan in Matthew chapter 4, is with Scripture. Here, here, it's written this, it's written this, it's written this. Because you can't argue with Scripture. As far as getting into a character debate, you, you're either saying, I don't agree with Scripture, or I do agree with it. That's why we have to take our, our, ourselves out of it. I had a lady one time, uh, I was studying with her, uh, I took a deacon with me. We was over studying, and uh, it was over on marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And when uh, uh, her husband come home from work, first things out of her her mouth is, uh, uh, "Ronald here says that uh, you got to leave. You can't live here anymore. We're in adultery." Now, how would you like to hear that when you come home from work and me sitting on the couch? I mean, that's the first words out of her mouth. And I'm thinking, I'm a dead man. I, there's no way I'm leaving here without at least a black eye or something. I mean, I was getting nervous. And first thing I did was just stand up and say, Ronald didn't say anything. <laughs> you know, all Ronald did was read some scripture. You know, all we're doing is working through this. You know, and she said, well, based on what you said there, he's got to leave. And I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's work through this. And that wasn't the first time I've been in that situation. But that's why we need to take our, our self part out of it because it, it's a pretty hot topic and it, or it, it can be some pretty emotional things and it can't be about just what the preacher said. It's got to be about what God said. And we have to do it the best way. But people will ask you in a way that puts you in some uncomfortable situations. 
And you want their approval. You want them to, I mean, this was a nice couple. I, I really thought highly of them. But I knew at that point that relationship had changed. You know, if I could get out of that house alive, I probably won't ever be asked back there again. You know, that's all I was thinking about. How do I get to the front door now? You know, because I wouldn't want to hear that. If I walked in the door after work and my wife's sitting in there with a, a, a couple of people from church and first words out of their mouth, I've got to pack my bags and leave, I, I don't think I would handle that very well. You know, but that's, that's where we get to. That's where individuals are, get, gets their life and we get put in situations that we have to stand for the truth, but we have to stand uh, for the truth in the right way. And we've got to make sure that uh, we're handling it the best way that we can, but still stay with the standard. Don't ever stand, uh, uh, change the standard of what truth is because it doesn't change. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus was put in some very uncomfortable situations. He was put in situations that could have saved his life physically if he, if he would have answered something different, but he didn't. Paul, when he stood before kings, he could have said things differently that could have freed him, that could have saved his life, but he didn't. He stayed true to what the truth was. And, and he did it in a way that uh, he kept his integrity, he kept the truth, and he kept the focus on God's word. And I think that's what we have to do and not seek uh, what the approval of men is.